0: Hey guys, real quick before the show starts, I know everyone's always asking me, Mel, how can we help Lampshade Media? What can we do to help you? Well, I have something for you. We have been nominated in a competition, so look us up on columbuspodcastawards.com dot slash nomination. That's Columbus dot com slash nominations. Look for the comedy category and vote for Lampshade Media Presents. It's, uh, it's pretty cool, so check it out, vote for us, and help us out. Thank you. Now, on to our guest, Ryan Francis, nerd rap extraordinaire.
1: This is Lampshade Media Presents. The Anti-Comedy Comedy Podcast.
0: Francis, I would like to welcome you to Lampshade Media presents
2: the anti comedy comedy podcast. Oh, thanks, Mel. That name though, anti uh, anti comedy. I dude, I don't It sounds very negative. I don't really like it. It's, I, it's kind of a, it's kind of a trash name. I don't know if that's something that you came well, up with or I mean, really what the history is here, but I it gives me a really bad kind of dark vibe. Here. Immediate bad vibes, huh? Yeah, for real. It's, uh, I don't I like comedy, man. I like this anti-comedy thing. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it it is like relevant to that episode, as it were. But I guess like if it's out of context, I don't know. But like, I'm hoping that it's good because I've
2: already got the coasters coming in the mail oh. for
0: the new brand. But you know, we'll see.
2: I've hit my time, man. I think I gotta go. I I, I don't know if I can be associated with anti. <laughs> Okay. Comedy, I, just are you, okay, just like I'm not
0: necessarily,
2: you know what I mean, attached
0: to the name, oh. you know, and I need, uh, I really need your affirmation here. Okay, I,
2: uh, that's, that, I mean, that's fine. I get, I like, I'll, I'll stay. You, 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 you fed me some delicious Chinese food, and I've got some wine here. I, and and I'm, I'm a cheap date, man. I've
0: so. never had a bad rapper on this show, so I'm as bad as it gets. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> I think the first time that I had heard of uh, you was the, the one of the huge, huge holiday shows, and it was, uh, yeah, and, it, and it, of course Samwell was involved. Oh yeah, <laughs> and yes. I really didn't, I didn't, I didn't really understand, like you know what I mean, your bigger brand, you know what I mean. I just saw this weird show, and I was like, okay. I'm
2: going to check this shit out, you know. That makes me, that actually makes me really, really happy because, I mean, even when I first started the show, um, it's been like 10 years ago, um, the very first one, the whole point was to build this show that's just completely bizarre. It's filled with a bunch of musicians and comedians and just a huge variety show, and it eventually involved into booking some really weird, like, acts that make you go, What? Who's gonna be here? What and Samuel was the first, I guess, "quote unquote" name <laughs> that was yeah. ever involved. Yeah,
0: but you're like, just from our conversation uh, when I when we were eating earlier, uh, I I really one of the things I love about you already is that you're just into weird shit, like into interesting, <laughs> off the wall. You know what I mean? And we, like we had a conversation. Where I was like, like yeah, I just like weird experiences.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, I like I I enjoy doing stuff like that. People think about doing, but then actually doing them and having having a lot of fun telling that story. Like I want yeah. people to have a weird experience. Having when you just said, I went to this random show, I knew nothing about your stuff, and Samwell was there. To me, I'm like, yeah, that's that's what I want you to walk away with. I, I want yeah. you to walk away with I just saw Samwell.
0: I mean and it's a it's an awesome production too and it, it yeah but you know you get that what what in the butt and now like now it's a fucking show. <laughs> right exactly <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> And and I so this is fascinating to me. Is like I I was just under the impression at, uh, up until this very day that you just happened to have some sort. You just worked an angle and happened to be able to get uh, Samwell on your show. But now I know the truth is you're actually Samwell's
2: fucking manager. It it actually it, it actually goes a little deeper than that. It was my it was the second holiday show that I was doing, and this was probably back in 2011. Um, and I had I've always for whatever reason. What What in the Butt was one of the first viral videos I had ever seen, and I reached out to his management at the time, and I booked him. I talked to the guy on the phone, and he agreed to come out for the show. It was at Bernie's Distillery. Like, I got Samuel to come to Bernie's Distillery. I'll never forget. He wore all white for his performance. Bernie's was packed body to body, and he did What What in the Butt at Bernie's, and it was the most incredible thing I had ever seen. Based on that experience, he came to me later, and you know we've been working together ever since. He came back and did a summer show, a huge, huge holiday summer show that I did. Uh, he played on Columbus Pride. We were able to get him booked there. Oh, that's awesome! Brought him back a third time to the holiday show a couple years ago. Um, so yeah, we've had a great relationship ever since then. Uh, him and I have been working together for oh my goodness, probably six, seven years now.
0: That's so cool. Well, like, where did your like music and your you know you're doing management you're producing shows
2: like what was you were you rapping first that's a really good question no uh it, it kind of goes back to when i was like in middle school you know i, I had the, a garage band we were a uh a, a, a street punk band called overrated you know we played all these small shows middle school all through high school broke into Bernies. got to open for like the unseen and the casualties and some oh, of these cool incredible punk bands and uh, we got to play Riot Fest. It was like Riot Fest in uh, 2009. We got to play that. Uh, and then, you know, after college, everyone goes their separate ways. Band kind of breaks up. I still wanted to do shit. I wanted to perform. I was the drummer. And then I'm thinking, I, I what can I do as a drummer solo? And then I saw this guy, MC Lars. Okay. I don't know if you know MC Lars. That he's, name
0: rings a bell, but I'm not familiar.
2: He's he's a nerdcore rapper. I saw he was on tour with like American Hi-Fi and Bowling for Soup back okay. in back in like a, a, the early 2000s. And he's just an MC. He was in college, and he's just like this MC kind of does some does some rhyming. He had a he had an album with like Edgar Allan Poe, <laughs> like a whole album about Edgar oh, Allan okay. Poe. Okay, I was like, like a dude, concept this, album. This guy's got a laptop. He's got beats, and you know he's not. He's not the best rapper, but he's like he's all right, and he's doing it. He's touring and he's on some pretty good shows. I'm like, I could, I could, I could probably do that. So that's kind of that's kind of how it started. I wrote a record and it was a little EP and performed on it. It was fun.
0: But you were already like producing uh, other shows and stuff. You were like.
2: I would book when I was in overrated. Like I booked all the. I loved booking shows. I think booking shows is so much fun. Like talking to the venues, you know, building a lineup. I think is an art. Oh, for sure, it's so much fun. Like being in communication with everybody, and and I've been, I've probably been promoting for about twenty years now. Um, Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 fun. And my shows, you know, (laughs) my shows don't necessarily draw well all the time. I think promoting, especially in the digital age, is is exceptionally difficult and i'm not i'm 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 old school You're out there with (laughs) with a stapler
0: and a fucking stack of paper
2: yep and you know you use you use facebook and instagram as best as you can but i mean i'm not i'm you know you don't get the views that you really need so but yeah i i love putting together lineups and booking shows it's one of my favorite things to do it's
0: like uh i've booked a few shows uh, not nearly as many as you but it's it's like making a mixtape isn't it
2: Oh, it oh it is. It is. It is and, and, and what's one, the vibe? Oh, and, and that's the the vibe is like, you know, back in the punk days, you know, it was like I, I would book all these great punk bands, and they were always bands that I wanted to see. You know, I'm booking my friends, I'm I'm booking, you know, people from out of town that I really like, and I was able to meet so many people. But now, you know, it's not like I can book just a nerdcore show, which uh you can't. <laughs> that that is possible, but <laughs> I like booking variety shows. I like yeah. I like I like performing and playing with so many different bands. There's you get I think a lot of shows get stuck in genres, you know. So and and it makes sense, yeah. you know, you want to go see you know you want to go see a certain band, that's the music you want to go see. You're going to go to a metal show. I like to take local music. Let's get some good musicians together and the guy who really likes bluegrass might really like this metal band that's also going to play because they're yeah. good, you know, like <laughs> they're not yeah. beginners like we're we're at this age now where our friends have been playing music for 20 some years now so yeah. they're good at what they do right so you, you get a bunch of high quality bands my my mom comes to a lot of my shows and she likes some she likes the scratches you know she loves the scratches which is something she you know they're a faster pop punk band and huh. she there's there's a lot of stuff that she just really digs that i never thought she would because it's they I've got friends that play really good music. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think it's really cool to see a show. I, I and, and like when we were talking about mixtapes, it, it's like the same genre is like the lowest common denominator sometimes, I think, you know, so yep. that's where it can get a little stale. Whereas if you have like bands that are different genres, but they have a vibe that clicks, you know? Yep um yep. that's really tight i think those are the best shows uh that i like seeing is where where it's got some variety in the show even though it's not a variety show it's just bands mm-hmm. you know but there's still this variety and it's like oh so we were dancing and now we're kind of headbanging, and now we're just kind of like you know whatever the case might be yeah um but i do love throwing shows where it's uh, one of the rules i'll put down is three different genres
2: yes and, and i mean one of the holiday shows had Zoo Trippin' opening for nerdcore rapper Mega Ran. You know, like you would not see that in uh, that would not be a normal show booking. Zoo That's a very Trippin bizarre. Can, reg- that is a very bizarre, you know, pairing yeah. right there. I was but to say works. Zoo
0: Trippin' can lean, uh, <laughs> yes, you know can. what I mean. Like, yes. like they can really uh, just kind of like go towards because uh, they they have kind of like some different elements to their uh, music anyway. Yeah. So I feel like they can really fit into some different scenes you know and, and i see him do it it's great i love tony i love all of them
2: oh that they're, they're they're such a great group of guys and i have only worked with them on that one holiday show but they're i mean they're fantastic and i'm excited that they're able to get back on the horse and oh hell yeah move through with touring and and and, and playing more shows they've, yeah. got, they've got a stacked lineup right now of shows coming up oh, so of course. I'm, I'm so excited for those guys so so excited
0: so I was, uh, I was, so I was curious about this, uh, this album you put out, and I've been listening to it, and it's, it's pretty fucking funny, it's tight, it. So bad rapper. This was in, you released this in 2020, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had been writing for a while, and, uh, yeah, I, I uh, wrote and recorded it, f- finished the writing and recorded in May of 2020, um, and was able to release it uh, at the end of May.
0: Yeah, this is, uh, no definitely uh and and you guys heard some of that coming in in the beginning and uh this album is tight check it out you can get it on Spotify and probably Bandcamp and yeah, myriad yeah. other places right
2: yeah all those yeah Bandcamp yeah. Spotify all those places
0: but uh yeah it's just so inherently silly and fun right like there's a, you got a song about uh Tony the Tiger and you know, just like like being a bad rapper, which is like I mean, we can be honest—the biggest dad joke of the album for sure.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it, it is. Um, like being in, being involved in like the, uh, the so the the genre that I I cling to is nerdcore hip hop. Like that's that's what I've clung to, and I don't even know if it fits what I do anymore. And and the my peers in that group have never really taken a liking to the bars that i write um because they're i mean clearly i'm i'm not i'm really am not the best lyricist i'm
0: i i, can I tell. not know i thought it was pretty i thought it was pretty i'm not a <laughs> rap aficionado so like what is it what the fuck do i know but i was like damn you know this is pretty tight it is it it is silly though
2: <laughs> yeah and and to me that's the whole point I, I think that there's a lot of there's comedy elements like that's the whole point i, yeah. I, I want people to listen to it and go ha He just said that. That's funny. Like, (laughs) like you mentioned the Tony the Tiger song. That's literally a story about Tony the Tiger finding an alien in the trash can and (laughs) having to save. It was like almost E.T. Basically, he had to return him to his family. We, why? Like, I don't (laughs) know. It was it was fun. Like, it's something fun for me to enjoy. So I was the
0: the thing I'm curious about, and I and I think I've uh, I I actually had this a similar discussion with uh, with Art Nipple when I had uh, him on the show is is where is the where is the overlap was it comedy was uh, like going to and I'm going to do rap with it or is it I want to rap but I want it to be funny you know what I mean like which is the uh, first one
2: yeah i so i mean knowing that i had a computer and i can make beats on the computer and then all i need to do is write and i mean i have t- i'm a drummer so it's like i can keep time with this stuff it was, it was more so I wanted it to be funny The comedy element Was definitely heavy You know We're talking weird yeah. Al Adam and his package I don't know if you ever Listened to Adam and his package um, <laughs> No but I love the name already <laughs> Oh this He was a guy with a guitar And he had a drum machine And he toured Like in the 90s And early 2000s And his uh, He has a song called I am downright amazed At what I can destroy With a hammer <laughs> It's literally about like, it's literally a song about him, you know, uh, uh, redoing a room (laughs) in his house or something. It's really funny. And so, yeah, I think comedy is just such a huge element there. And then it's, can I perform this live? And will people go like, what the hell did I just want? Like, yes, yes. I want all of that. I want you to roll your eyes and go, that's just the most ridiculous thing. And it's so far it's it's working <laughs>
0: cuz no i mean and i think i think when i asked that question it should be like clear or i'd would like to make it clear that it it sounded so good that it's like no like he's taking this very seriously you know what I mean? It's like, it's mixed down nice and it's got really cool like beats and you know what I mean? It's like pretty fucking dope. And then all, but it's also really fucking silly. So yeah. you know, So it's like that. Yeah. You're, you're taking it
2: seriously on both counts. Thanks which man. Is pretty tight. Yeah. I, 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 like, cause they're, they're, they're reached there. There was a point where I, I didn't want to pursue it anymore. You know, I, it was kind of like I was performing the same songs for like seven years. And then uh, a guy named Chad Kelson, he's, he's a, uh, He's a musician in the community. Uh, he he actually does some nerdcore stuff under the name CKE. And there was one day he, w- he was like, you've performed the same set for like seven years, man. And I was like, you're right. I, I, I have Damn. been. And it was, yeah, it was a burn. It was a total burn. But Damn. I but I, des- I deserved it. And that sparked, to me, that sparked something. And I was like, why haven't I written something? So I, I came out with an EP called Three First Names. And that just, that. Took me back into it. It was just such a pleasure writing, but that's where I stopped doing my own beats. I worked with Ax Stinnett, who's a producer. I worked with Pat oh, Slaps, who's out in uh, Axe Sacramento. Makes your beats, Ax has made a lot of my beats. That's yes. so dope. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, Bad yeah, shout out, Ax Stinnett. Yeah, yeah. Ax Yeah, uh, huge. Uh, I mean, huge uh, contributor to to the music aspect and the production aspect, um, and I love writing to his stuff. He's got some excellent beats out there. So we've collaborated on a lot of things. I did. A, I, I released a single cover of Youth of the Nation. He I heard that. Yeah, it is, it is. It is something. It is. It was. I was bored and I was drinking too much and I recorded it all at home. So, but that happened. Um, but uh, he's. We're working on a brand new one. I guess what this would be an appropriate time to probably say something. Oh, tight, yeah. So we're working on a collaboration with a couple other artists, but we're going to be covering Eiffel 65's Blue.
0: Cool, yeah. Hell yeah. That's a Lampshade Media exclusive uh, info drop there.
2: <laughs> yes, first time I've ever talked about it, ever.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first, fans. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> Oh, that's fucking great,
0: man! I'm and I'm so happy to like to hear that you're uh, working with Axe because I just started like getting
2: to know Axe and he's just so dope. He's a, a good guy. He like he does he does a lot of he does a lot of graphics work and uh, we work together. Um, in that in this Nerdcore group, they do something called the vocalist producer challenge, and it's something that I've only ever seen in this Nerdcore genre. It's really incredible. They get like 50 teams together. You're paired with a vocalist and a producer. So someone makes the beats and mixes uh, and masters the song and you have a vocalist who writes the lyrics and they give out a challenge a week for a challenge a month for five months and then you get judged based on the song that you put out. So him and I participated a couple of years ago under the name Sertet, and uh, it was a
1: lot of fun. It was a lot
2: of fun, and we have those are out on a band camp somewhere. Uh, Like all those songs are available to to listen to, but we we wrote some really fun stuff. Anywhere from having a very erotic relationship with Daniel Stern uh, to, to to playing the game Tetris, um, and then just like camaraderie between you know friends. There's there was a lot of different bases that we covered. It was. It was a really fun competition. We got to know each other very, very well uh, and participating in that.
0: So I will say, like, I kind of, like, I'm listening to the record, and I'm having a good time. It sounds tight, and then I'm, like, and and just, I'm, like, laughing out loud at some of this shit you're saying. And then in the middle of the record, fucking silence and poetry. Yeah. And, uh,
1: you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and play that real quick. Silence is loud. Trust me, I know. That's when you hear it screaming at you. All the bellowing voices from down below. They say you're not good enough. And that life is a drag. It sucks out your energy, your confidence, and it doesn't go away. You used to be social. Now you stay home all the time. You've lost all your friends. And you're scared to reach out like you've committed a victimless crime. But the victim is you. And that voice that you hear, you know that it lies, but it tries and tries and tries over and over again. Lies, lies, lies. So much and so frequent that you finally believe it. Like it's telling you a secret. What's it saying as you sit there all alone? I'm fat. I'm not attractive. I don't have any talents. Fuck it. My life has lost control of all of its balance. I've reached the edge of the world and I'm going to give up this challenge. Help me. Is anyone there? No, because I'm not asking anyone for help. I'm just thinking about it. But I'm dying inside, trying not to submit. I guess I'll go back to work tomorrow and suck another dick or two or three. All I do is exist. Help me. Some days are good. (laughs) Others are dreadful. I'm probably going to smile and say hi to you, which is still pretty stressful. They gave me an 800 number to help with this disease, but I'm not going to call it. They'll probably just call the police. I just want to say that you're not alone in your thoughts. I see you. You are loved. You are beautiful you have talents, you feel love, and you give love. That voice may not go away. And when it comes back, just remember, this world is a better place because you're here. This world is a better place because you're here. This world is a better place because you're here.
0: When that played, it's exactly what I fucking needed to hear. Oh, good man! It was good. like, and it was not something that I was expecting at fucking all. You know? Yeah. I'm like, you know, like I've 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 heard his stuff before, but uh, you know, we're gonna be talking soon, so I'd like to like, you know, what I mean, have some like closer points of reference in my memory. So I'm I'm playing this this album for the first time, you know, the that you released last year, and it just fucking that that fucking poetry just smacks me in the face. It's like, "Whoa!" Oh shit. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, I feel all of those things, you know? And it's just like so huge. And I was just like, "Wow. Wow, that's incredible." What was uh did you just like feel like some sort of like uh uh, you know, some sort of mission to like reach out and like give some inspiration or
2: like what what's the deal there? Like obviously it's <sighs> personal and heartfelt. Yeah, man. i that was that was uh something I wrote. I mean, it was probably like two AM, you know. We we all go through so many things, and I think that I think that one thing that all people really have in common um are negative thoughts. And you know, sometimes they creep and you know, sometimes they last for a long time. Sometimes they go away. Yep. Maybe you can sleep it off. And it's that next, lizard brain. Sometimes sometimes you can't sleep it off. You wake up the next day and it's just like, like why? Like, what's going on, you know? And I it was like two in the morning and I just felt compelled to write something that, you know, that I wanted to hear that I needed to remind myself, like, dude, you know, no matter what, everything's good because... There are better things out there. Like this is just what you're feeling now, but as days progress and like you hear it all the time, things do get better. I mean, like things change and 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 emotions evolve. And uh, it it was a one take in the studio, and it yeah, it's it still gives me chills just like kind of listening back to it because everything everything that's said in that is just really. It really, really hits home. It's a good reminder. Hey, stick around, man. <laughs> There's no... Yeah. You feel those things, but just try your best to trudge through it.
0: I know? have these conversations, and I think we probably, and this happens a lot on this show, is you and I probably have a pretty pretty common ethos um, because I, I, I deal with depression on the daily, you know, and, and there was a time when uh, suicide was pretty much the only thing I thought about. Yeah. And it was, you know, a very dark, uh, season for me, but it was literally, I just could not get it out of my head. And I was listening to podcasts cause I could tune out music and still help think about suicide. But if I was hearing a conversation, it was a more engaging distraction, I sure. guess. Yeah. Um, and I was listening to podcasts just to drown that out for so long. So, like, I am very open about it. And I think I make some of my friends and peers uncomfortable with how open I am because nobody fucking talks about it because everyone's so afraid and ashamed. And uh, I think I've gotten, I got to a point somewhere where I'm just, like, completely unashamed of depression and, and suicidal thoughts. Like and 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 talking about it seems to be... Like the only you know
2: real good way of dealing with it, you know. When you talk about it, you have there's so many people who don't talk about it, you know. And when you talk about it, that gets them thinking. Holy shit! I feel that same way.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I, or
2: I have felt that way before. And,
0: exactly.
2: And it, you're not I'm alone. Not, I'm not alone. Right. Right. And I think that oh that's my so God. important. Like other people feel this way, and yeah. we're still we're still here, man. We're like we're still here. Yeah. Like, that's what's up?
0: That is so huge. And that's exactly what I felt when I was listening to that. And, 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 you know, and I've come a long way. I already know that shit, but hearing it again, like it was just like, uh, you know, the, the stuff I've been dealing with, uh, here recently, I've been on un- feeling a lot of pressure and a lot of shit in my, in my, and I don't know if it's just my head or if I'm like got too much on my plate or what, but you know, I've been feeling like you start. You know, you just like have the season. Your brain starts telling you shit that's not true, yep. and you start listening without without realizing you've made an agreement. You know. Yep. yep. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you snap out of it when when somebody you know does something like that. When somebody is
2: vulnerable and honest about those things, right? Yep. Yep. And the, the there's a line in there that really is like it, it it hits me really hard because you hear people say it and you see it on social media a lot and. These are the things that I think about. Call the suicide hotline, right? Yeah. Holy now, shit, why, man! Like, I'm they're just gonna, they're gonna call the cops. That's see, and that's that's, and that's something that, like, Jesus Christ! Why, like, why the fuck would I call these? Like, why, why, I don't want to call these strangers. Like, I want to call you, Mel. Like, I want, yeah. I, I want, I want people to know that, hey, you're not alone. Like. I'm here. Like, call me. Yeah. Like, let's let's talk it out. My phone's always on. You know, yep. we can we can chat about this. You know, right. whatever you want to talk about, be as vulnerable as you want. It's me and you. Period. Yeah. and we can. Have I a conversation. have
0: friends where I will. I where it's it's well known and understood that I will always pick up the phone when I when you're calling. You yep. know, that's good. Like that's, I, awesome. that's like that's we have that. You know, agreed upon deal, you know, it's like, hey, you know, we need each other yep. and I am always like, if I see the phone ring, I'm fucking
2: answering. I got you. You know, you getting that, that, that someone on a Wednesday night, 1 a.m. phone call. They don't normally call you at that hour you're picking up. Oh, for it's, sure. It's, for sure. You know, there's a red flag that's 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 thrown up at yeah. some point where yeah. I got to you know. step up and do the right thing. And
0: there. and it's vice versa, you know. It goes yep. both ways and Absolutely. and uh and, it, and it's really great. And I hope that uh you know, I hope that anybody listening like can can find that, but I feel like the biggest, the biggest hurdle, and this is like it's so fucking weird about depression. It's like the biggest hurdle is just like talking about it, like yep. just getting it fucking out of your mouth and into someone you trust's ears. Yeah, because like then it's like then it's all a thing that can be dealt with at that point. Yep. Yeah. You know? You're ex-
2: you're, ex- you're exactly right. I mean just just recording that and writing those words felt great. Yeah. <laughs> like doing that was good, and it's yeah. Like, Here's the, like open invitation like all times doors open phones on let's let's go if you got to yeah. go.
0: Yeah man well I I yeah that was so so very beautiful and I really Thanks. appreciated it and uh and I don't yeah I think it was just and it I I'm running the risk of like praising that more than the album itself. <laughs> but I think that that just like surprised me and was so like hit me so well when I was like listening to it and then listened to it again. It was just like, Oh my gosh. But yeah, that was uh that was really cool. And I just really appreciate that level of, uh, of vulnerability and, and sincerity, you know, cause, Thanks, man. Uh, cause you don't, you don't really get that all the time, you
2: know, but in art you should. Yeah. But, yeah. The, 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 I, I had a, a mentor of mine, um, when I shared, when I shared the record with them before I released it, um, they had a similar reaction like let's talk about this this is smack dab in the it's the whole album's fun and then this happens and you're just like freeze like what <laughs> like, yeah what just happened but it's a good it's a good positive feeling but it's like what like what happened there like are you going to do this what's is this going to transition into a live performance and it was like i don't know but how how gnarly would that be to be yeah. in a to be in a setting with like 30 40 people there and everyone's quiet and that happens yeah it's going to be an experience for me it'll be an experience for everyone that's in attendance i don't know when it'll happen i, I the vibe has to be perfect i, I don't know uh, but that's that's something i've thought about like is that appropriate for a live setting or not or like what'll what'll come of that does that kill a vibe does it <laughs> make does it impact yeah. people i don't know we'll i will see we'll see it what happens. sounds
0: like uh <laughs> and we were talking for the audiences uh uh understanding of context uh, we were talking uh before the recording about how we both grew up christian and so that it actually sounds like the kind of thing you do before a worship set <laughs> right,
2: right right everyone's everyone's like quiet you come all out right, on guys the let's all calm down right we're gonna, you know. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna listen to this track together gonna, this, <laughs> this gentleman's gonna say a couple of things real quick yeah <laughs> and everyone's like crying and then you and then and, the, and let us pray <laughs> that gets right into that. Uh, okay. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, I
0: have a little fun tidbit for you. Uh, we have a new segment from Lampshade Media Zone, Joel Good's Food for Thoughts. And uh, we're going to play that now. Brand spanking new Food for Thoughts. So let's see what you think of this.
3: This is Joel Good with food for thoughts. I'm here to crack an egg of knowledge on the frying pan of your mind. Cook it for about a couple minutes, medium, medium well. Lay them on top of the English muffin of everything you've known before. Top it with ham or some sort of thinly sliced meat and drizzle it with a hollandaise sauce of truth, creating the biscuit Benedict of revelation. Because much like Benedict Arnold, it will betray everything you thought you knew. Like when EastEd just realized God was dead, or Bruce Willis when he realized he was a ghost. It will change your life forever. Nation, do you like grapes? Of course you do. They're juicy, delicious, and purple. Everybody loves grapes. You love grapes. I love grapes. Even the late, great Kurt Cobain loved grapes. Remember that song? Grape me. Grape me again. That song was about Kurt's love for grapes. And yelling over to Dave Grohl to toss over a grape in his mouth. Truly the voice of a generation. Although sometimes I'm not sure about the message it sends to our youths. Tossing grapes into one's mouth is a dangerous game. Although the various methods of eating grapes is another one of its attributes. You can do them regular style by popping them in your mouth one at a time. Have them thrown at you like a rock star. Or you could have them dangled in your face by servants like you're the emperor of Rome. All of which are dope as hell. Then of course there's the versatility of grapes. Eat them regular, squeeze them and make a juice, dry them out and make raisins, slice them up, put them in chicken salad. You can even get drunk off the fuckers. If that's not a magical fruit, I don't know what is. Which is why it makes it all the more devastating that it shares its name with the dreaded grapefruit. Fuck grapefruit. How dare that softball-sized ball of shit tarnish the name of grapes? I'm not even comfortable calling it a ball of shit because I feel like it gives shit a bad name. The very worst of all citrus fruit. The grapefruit is often used to refer to the size of tumors, and I guess some people eat them. Me, I'd rather eat the tumor. It's generally served sliced in half, sprinkled with sugar. I think we should go ahead and make a rule that a fruit needs to be sprinkled with sugar to be tolerable. It shouldn't be eaten. I'm not sure it should even be called a fruit. It's not even good enough to be called a vegetable. It should be called what it is. Not food. Didn't you know some people even squeeze them shits in order to condense that nasty flavor into a juice? Yeah, and some people like to get pissed off. God bless those people, for they are truly lost. I feel the only reason grapefruits were eaten on purpose was because of those commercials that pictured them alongside delicious cereal and stated, "'Part of this complete breakfast.'" Kids all over America were bamboozled into eating grapefruit, and as a result, a whole generation lost its faith in advertising. A profound tragedy. I propose we end the tarnishing of grapes by the grapefruit. It just isn't fair. It's not right. Maybe we can call it by its color like we do oranges. That might work. Or maybe we should call it by what it is garbage. There it is. Fucking
0: grapefruit. (laughs) I'm good friends with Joel, and I often disagree with Joel on food.
2: He, uh... <laughs> it made a lot of sense because I'm like, I fucking love grapes and the points that were being made like, oh dude, it's like the, the one fruit they get get you drunk. it's delicious, it's sweet and the grapefruit is actually terrible.
0: I love grapefruit and I do like put some vodka in it and have a good time with that. <laughs> but man, in the morning, I will just chug grapefruit, dude. I love it. And Joel and I like often we do often disagree <laughs> on food stuff. Yeah. <laughs> He's already uh, shit talked uh, sour beer in one of his uh one of
2: his episodes. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I I, I mean, I, I agree with grapefruit, I but I I will be guilty in saying that ruby grapefruit uh white claw, I I will I will drink those. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all right.
0: Nice. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I do like, I do like those. I like, I mean, I drink, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge Fresca fan as well. So. Yeah.
2: Oh, Fresca's delicious. I've actually,
0: I should be getting a sponsorship from Fresca. I actually, like, it's <laughs> something I've thought about, like, chasing down because I probably could get it. Yeah. Yeah. I you know, yeah. just get it, have them send me some cases of Fresca, if I,
2: and I'll talk about it on the show. Like, that would be so fucking funny. <laughs> and then you'd be able to put a little Fresca label on everything. Yeah. Maybe do a little Fresca commercial. <laughs> I would love that. I would just. I wouldn't Psst. even like. Don't even pay me. Just give me some free fresca, and I'll do it.
0: I'll fucking do it. I love you.
2: That's amazing. That's so funny. <laughs> I, I hope that. I hope that they hear this.
0: I hope so too. I'll send it to them when I when I finally get around <laughs> to uh, to doing the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing.
2: Do you ever you ever get any uh, any deals like that? Ah. Uh, I, I, I I haven't I mean I've never really dabbled in anything um with that I I'm super jealous of a local band named Cotter. Uh they've been getting some merchandise from Jepson's Malort. <laughs> and that makes me so happy. That, that makes is me, so that makes funny. me so happy. That is I, I, great. I love Chicago so much and the fact that they're like they just opened a box of merchandise from Malort, they're always tagging them and stuff, they're always drinking it and
0: That's great.
2: I hate I, I I can't stand the stuff, but I have mad respect for it. I don't think I've
0: ever tasted it, but I hear people talking about it. Like, my buddy Govan, uh, uh, who's a local DJ. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but GVNR. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tight as fuck. Check him out. But he's always drinking chartreuse, and <laughs> and so then he's, like, been talking about Malort lately, and now I want to try it. I've never tried it, but I'm assuming it's going to be some sort of uh, uh, anise kind of beverage.
2: Yeah, I don't wanna I don't wanna to I I don't wanna give anything away. I want you to kinda go into that blind. I don't yeah, I don't wanna yeah. I don't wanna spoil the beautiful surprise that is my lord. I feel like I mean, should, don't educate yourself. Just go just just let it happen. My
0: girlfriend was just telling me the other day that, that in the three months we've been dating, she's learned that I will put almost anything in my mouth once. <laughs> Oh, God, <laughs> take that how you will. But she was referring to food and making a uh, an innuendo at the same time, I'm sure. <laughs> but I've tried some awful liquors, you know, like we were at a this authentic uh, really, really wonderful authentic Chinese restaurant in Las Vegas for my friend's wedding, and uh, they did the traditional Chinese dinner where they bring you one you know they put a uh, they got the turntable and they're bringing dishes out throughout yep. the evening and then the last one that they bring out is the fried rice and and then there was somebody at the table that understood chinese culture better than i and ordered us all this disgusting beverage nobody else would drink it i can't remember what it was called i apologize that's not helpful but it was just one of those types of beverages where it's like a little shot and and it's just really strong and bitter
2: was it rice liquor? No, no, no okay. it wasn't. I,
0: I don't think it was. Uh, it didn't. It definitely didn't taste like sake or anything. Okay, like yeah. That.
2: I, I mean, I, that was the first thing I thought of, like no. the hot sake versus the cold sake. And no, so and it was Chinese and, st- and not Japanese. Or not Japanese. So, Japanese so,
0: yeah, right. but it was. Uh, it was very strong. It was definitely like you know where sake is kind of like uh, it, it. It doesn't have the punch of liquor. Uh, necessarily, yeah. this had that strong liquor punch, but it was also gross. Nobody else at the table drank it. (laughs) I drank it all.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Take it all in, Mel. (laughs) And
0: I didn't necessarily enjoy it, but I was like, this is kind of a thing I do.
2: People enjoy it. Yeah. So I am going to drink it until I see what they see. (laughs) I think that's fair. (laughs) I don't think that you'll have the same experience with uh, Malort, though. I, I, I think you'll... You'll drink it and then understand <laughs> why everyone hates it. Why everyone hates it.
0: <laughs> well, we will. We will have to find out. We will have yes. to find out. Oh yes. But uh, but yeah. It, so what? Uh, so have you been uh, watching anything interesting lately? Honestly,
2: I uh, no. I I watched. Uh, there was there was a show on I'm gonna ruin the title uh, but it was about this woman who was a stewardess as an airliner and she's an alcoholic um I think I can't remember what it was called it was on like HBO that was really good. Um, I did watch the Bo Burnham special which was actually yeah, really, really yeah and fun. we talked
0: about that briefly online and that yeah
2: that show blew me away what was your what's your take on it I you know what I, I was I loved the content, but what I kept thinking of the whole time was, this is an example of a creative individual who was truly in quarantine with everybody else. His livelihood and his way of making money has been shut down, who took advantage who who spun a terrible situation and <laughs> made art and put it all together at the end of the day. and it came out fantastic. And yeah, I, I like and I was just so impressed with. The things that he did, you know, he, he purchased, a, you know, a bunch of lights and he had this whole, I mean, his whole setup, his his room was even crazier than this room, you know, like the yeah. room that he shot it and it was an empty room with just a bunch of lights. And he
0: used all of his tools to their fullest extent, because yeah. like half the time you wouldn't even know that it was all filmed in the same room.
2: Right. Right. And you wouldn't know. No. Except
0: for he pulls the curtain back and shows you. Right. Which is really cool, too.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that that element alone, like I was telling you earlier, it was like there's got to be a lot of people that watch this, you know, even comedians who would do that, who, who do comedy for a living, are kicking themselves, going, oh, like yeah, this could have been something that I also created, but he's the one who did it, finished it, edited it, and got it out. You know, yeah. like he did it, and he did such a good job. It was it was fantastic.
0: Yeah, and it was it, it was so uh it seems so sincere and i actually and i i kind of i i've been i was so like taken with the uh with the whole experience that i've i think i feel like i've talked about it on three episodes already i I know i talked with kelsey and uh about it a little bit and i can't remember if i talked with david lee about it or not (laughs) but um in any case uh I was just so taken with the vulnerability and the sincerity. And then I also began wondering like where that line was, where it was performative, and where it was sincere. Like The biggest one, and again, I, I, I'm I pretty sure I talked about this with Kelsey, so I'm sorry, listeners, for repeating it. But we'll get a fresh take from uh, Mr. Francis here. The song about uh, I'm Sorry... Oh yeah, where he was talking about the mistakes he'd made, and and I'm listening to that, and I'm like, oh whoa! So he's like turned a corner here, but and then all of a sudden he's got himself hanging on a fucking cross, and I'm like, oh wait, he's making fun of people that are, you know, kind of uh, you know growing or learning, and I'm like, what? No, it's no, actually, it sounds like he's being sincere, but he's also making fun of it.
2: I was really confused by that song. What what do what did you think? I like I I had the same kind of confusion. I felt I mean I, I I felt sincerity. It's kind of one of those things where, who knows if we'll ever know truly what it. I mean maybe there's an interview with him somewhere now where he explains what that was, but who knows if that explanation's true or not for what he was feeling in that moment. For you know I, I don't I don't know I, I don't know honestly how yeah. to take it. I I think that it, I, I I wanna I wanna believe and that it was a it was a, it was totally sincere but i don't know it's it's it could go either way i don't know i i think that would really have to kind of come from him as to what he truly was trying to say there yeah yeah well
0: i uh i'm I'm curious i'd love to know i mean i'd I'd like to think that uh, everybody's like you know knowing better and learning stuff and then doing better you know yeah um and, and that people are growing and changing with the times and learning, like, how to respect their peers, you know, and make people feel included in the in the fucking community, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I hope that's the case. I often, <laughs> I think a part of my depression right now is literally just that I think that people aren't. And people are biting in and, like, you know, digging in their heels and fighting it. And it's like, why? Why? Just, can you just, like, be a good person? Yeah. Be a good person. <laughs> Right, right. (laughs) Like, I I really, like, I really struggle with it. And I feel like, do you, I don't know, do you ever, how do you, like, do you call people out on shit? Do you, like, say, hey, like, not cool? Like, I, I, there's a line there somewhere where it's, like, overbearing. And then there's, like, but I feel like at some point you gotta, like, no, like, can you just, like, not say shit like that? Because it's not funny. It's not cool.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, a lot of it has to do with like a lot of it has to do with like the content and the environment. You know, if it's if it's going to embarrass somebody in front of peers or in a public setting, perhaps it's not the best time. Um, I've approached I've approached people privately many a times to have discussions about things that have been said or, you know, and, and, and share experiences together so we can talk about it. And, you know, hey, this is why this was probably upsetting to some people. This is probably why we shouldn't do this if something said that's pretty outrageous and it's in front of a lot of people i, I it's situational i think it really just depends on yeah it. where i mean if you're if you're at work and something happens and you're around a bunch of coworkers i i don't know i i'm going to step back for a minute and <laughs> like maybe yeah. wait till it's in private maybe other people didn't hear it i, I you yeah. know just i don't want to i don't want to ruin something and call something out like if 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 no one else necessarily caught it, I'd I'd rather keep it private. I, I yeah. That's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. I, it's, yeah, it just, it's situational. The... It just depends for me. It depends on what happened, where, and who's there. Yeah,
0: maybe hit somebody up in the DMs or like you know maybe at the you're alone at the water cooler kind of situation, shit yep. like that. Yeah. Um. I've had, yeah, and I've had some of those interactions, and but I feel like when it's like a loud mouth though, is where it's like. Dude, shut the fuck up in yes. front of everybody.
2: Right? Yes. Yes. There's 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 definitely those situations where it's, you you got to react and yeah say what's right right there because at the end of the day you're present. So yeah. <laughs> did you say something or did you not?
3: Yeah,
0: I was like, I, I was I'm following this. Uh, 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 it's she's actually a, a codependency recovery therapist, but her Facebook uh, profile, Haley McGee, I believe is the name. Okay. uh just has some really great wisdom. And I've been really like, just, it's been very, uh, uh, helpful for me to think about things, you know, differently. And one of the posts recently was that, uh, that if we, if we don't say something, or if we don't make our boundaries clear because it would make people uncomfortable, we are trading that comfort for long-term dysfunction. That's a really good point. And uh, That's a very good point. And I was like, yeah, we need to be talking up, we need to be speaking out, but it's it is so awkward and it is so uncomfortable and it makes everybody, you know, feel away, you know, and 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 it, it it's such a challenge, but like I feel like again like like when we were talking about depression earlier, it's the same thing here. Talking about it is the fucking solution. Yep. But it's so again, there's so much fear and then there's so much people Oh, you don't oh you're gonna cancel me and you know and all this kind of like nonsense and it's not really even about that. It's about
2: no, just you know be cool right right. like hey, don't like don't do that because at the end of the day, the reason that someone's saying something like that is because they may not understand why it's not the right thing to say. Yeah <laughs> you know they don't know I, I, yeah. and I like to lean towards that like you're, I, I think that most people you know I I believe in assuming positive intent yeah with with everyone you know and and I think that if you hear something that is vulgar like that, express yourself as to why it, it, it probably isn't because they may not have any clue that that was the wrong thing
0: yeah, and then there's you know people like uh you know your your uncle like your average uncle or whatever that you hear about that you know will just you know you can say like, hey, you know, like what the fuck dude like and they'll just continue and continue. I get that stuff like just I feel like it affects me more like because I have recognized those things in my life and sh- and been working to change them. And and I'm not saying I'm there or that I've arrived. I'm just saying the fact that I'm like, "Oh yeah, wow, I have been an asshole and I've hurt people." You know? Right. And I and I, right. and then I like take the time to change and then like when you see somebody digging in their heels, it's like Now fuck you, right? Fuck you, (laughs) right? You piece of shit. You're not even trying, you know. You're trying to do the what the fuck? Anyway, but that's my own personal like, you know, like axe I'm grinding, I guess, right now. Oh yeah,
2: no, I get that. (laughs) I get that fully. Yeah,
0: but um, I I, yeah, but anyway, I was like uh, trying to talk about uh, some movies and shit because we have uh, (laughs) we we got off a little bit. Because we have a uh, we have a, a reviewer, a very very famous TV reviewer, Cinemat, that we talk to from time to time. So yeah, gonna be calling him up in a minute. But uh, but yeah, you've been on the you've been on the
2: Netflix lately? Um, I I, I, I it's so weird because I feel like Netflix is taking the back seat to like Hulu and Paramount Plus right now.
0: Really, I don't do Hulu, but I do HBO. F- HBO Max is my fucking jam. If there was
2: only one thing left, HBO Max and ad, I'd be fine. Yeah, HBO Max has a lot of good content, but I got stuck in the the 90s nostalgia. That's on Paramount Plus. Like you've got Rugrats, Cat Dog, uh-huh. all that, uh, uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple, Nick, Nick Arcade, like all these oh, fantastic wow. shows from early '90s. Nick and I like when I'm bored or before I'm going to sleep. Like that's that's what I put on. Like I will watch some of those episodes and I just really enjoy that. It's so much fun. So
0: you're not seeing anything new. Oh
2: no, oh, no. <laughs> I've learned I've learned in this time of like binge watching content that I enjoy. I don't have the attention span to enjoy a full feature film much i don't watch too many movies anymore i'll I'll sit down and watch one every now and again but i don't yeah. really watch movies
1: a whole lot
0: yeah I I, I I recently watched uh godzilla the new godzilla okay. movie so i'll probably ask uh ask mr matt about that it was not great
1: that's <laughs> unfortunate <laughs> <Not so> <laughs>
0: but no i and i was uh i'm actually trying to like catch up uh Lindsay, uh my girlfriend Lindsay on uh, on westworld before season four comes out because okay. uh, i don't like it i haven't liked it since season one but i'm still gonna watch the damn thing yeah because yeah. they're doing interesting they have interesting subjects you know i don't have you watched it i haven't no right.
2: not westworld the flight attendant
0: that's oh, what the show is called
2: the this, flight attendant on hbo on hbo yeah I,
0: Man, that made me so anxious. I had to stop watching it. Oh, it it
2: did. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Every episode, it was like, what is going on? I didn't think I would dig it, and I dug that show so much.
0: People seem to like it, and I'm not going to shit on it. I just, it made me so anxious because it was just constantly the worst possible scenario. (laughs)
2: Right. Every time, it was the worst thing that could have happened. This
0: is the absolute worst situation. This is the worst way this could have gone.
2: And it was, what was so (laughs) weird about that show? It crossed these lines between comedy and drama all the time. I mean, I wasn't really sure what I was watching like haha! should i be should i be laughing at this <laughs> really should i be laughing at this i don't i'm don't, not really sure i like yeah. but i i thought i thought the acting was incredible the script was incredible yeah and it made me feel anxious it made me feel a certain way watching that thing
0: yeah it made me feel a way and it was like <laughs> <laughs> It definitely did that. I I think I have that reaction, too, because I had that same reaction to uh, Orange is the New Black. Great show. Really enjoyed it. Could not deal with it because, like, the idea— the idea of being in jail like that, and the uh, injustice that occurs in there, and the horrible shit that goes on, and it's just like it, it, it becomes like very real and visceral. Yeah. Right now, like I can talk about injustice and and innocent people behind bars and the horrible shit that goes on in jails that that people get away with. And yeah. That, you know, they let happen. I can. It's it's more abstract, but like when I'm in a show and I'm watching it happen, and it's just like I get like I start like going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I've never watched Oz either, so.
2: Oh, I I, try, I, I tried to watch Oz because I've heard it's such a fantastic show. I I'm got sure to, it is. I got through the first couple episodes, and I just I just lost attention span. I need to go back and finish it. I gotta watch the whole thing,
0: dude. There's so much shit to watch.
2: Oh, there's there's an abundance. Yeah. I I don't even know where to start with most of these things. Yeah,
0: like- that's why that's why you really need somebody <laughs> like Cinemat, a professional reviewer <laughs> that's not gonna pull your fucking chain, and you know also will tell you about the. How you know amazing Cars 2 is, oof. So yeah, oof. (laughs) Cars 2. (laughs) All right, let's give this let's give this dude a call.
3: I hope he picks up.
0: Hello, hello. This is Mel Milliman with uh, Lampshade Media presents the Anti Comedy Uh, Comedy Podcast yeah yeah thank you thank you you were uh you were so so knowledgeable on films last time i got ryan francis with me now uh so i thought you might he might get some benefit out of uh out of hearing your reviews oh yeah
2: i'm excited i i I
4: live to serve i live to serve mel and i live to serve through film and film analysis so i'm excited (laughs) about it
0: that is fantastic so i recently sat down and uh, pulled up my HBO Max subscription and watched Godzilla.
4: Oh, wow. Now, now is that the, the 2014 Godzilla you watched?
0: No, no. This is the brand spanking new one. I don't.
4: Ah, uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Yes, yes Godzilla the versus Kong. release.
0: Yeah. Uh, what did you think? Because I mean... uh, that's what you're here for
4: i mean i mean what a film you get to you get to see two big monsters fight in the middle of of you know a whole city and you get to hear respected actors say lines like uh kong bows to no man which is you know uh just a testament to their acting ability uh i'll be honest i did not i was not able to make it through the final act of the film because i did get a little too scared uh of the big monsters fighting but i i'm gonna tell you right now the the two-thirds that i did see a plus so uh i'll give it a 10 and then minus uh you know two and a half points so that'll bring it to seven and a half stars uh purely because again i did not see the last third of the movie because too scary
0: <laughs> kind of a bell curve thing
4: <laughs> well, yeah, i i have to be fair i have to be fair mel
0: you're very fair you're very fair
2: Ryan, have you got you got any movies in your in your head? Yeah, yeah, I actually I, I actually have one. I'm gonna be really impressed if you've seen this one. Okay, this I'm 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 trying I'm throwing a dart at the dartboard with a blindfold on. Oh, I mean I I
4: I, I love the enthusiasm, but I want to encourage. Anybody at home, do not throw darts with a blindfold on because it could injure somebody very badly. But please go ahead, Ryan. I'm I'm so excited about what you're about to say.
2: I am hoping for all of the injuries tonight. <laughs> 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 uh, I want to throw out um, the, the, eight, the 1980s classic Pee-wee's Big Adventure.
4: Ah, uh, yes. Um a classic film, Tim Burton's first uh, full length feature film, hey. as we all know. Um, I, I again, that, that is a film that um, I, I did only get to the large Marge portion. Um, because once uh, the scary face comes out of that trucker lady, uh, I not only turned off the film, I ejected it from my VCR and threw it out the window. Um, And then later on, when I tried to watch it again, my mother told me, you're not allowed to watch that film because it has that masturbator man in it. And so um, I was not able to finish that film. But, uh, you know, if I if I had if I had to uh, if I had to rate it, I liked what I saw. So I'll give it a I'll give it a five and a half out of ten. (laughs) <laughs>
0: that is uh again very fair yeah very fair that's fine yeah that's good that's good
4: the master I am nothing man. If not fair gentlemen i am nothing if not fair
0: what about you Cinemat? like have you seen anything you've been uh excited about lately
4: well you know it's it's a it's a it's a lot of big box office uh a lot of big box office uh blockbusters are are, are coming out uh, now that uh uh you know we're we're in that nice sweet swap sweet spot between uh, the major part of the pandemic being over and the Delta variant taking over in the fall, so we're in a nice sweet spot where people are still going places. Um, uh, I I did recently see uh, the 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 uh, the most recent Fast and Furious movie. As you know, those films those films are tough for me because they are about family. And as as I've talked about on this podcast before, I have a very complicated family relationship. Yeah.
0: Yes, you do. Um,
4: yes, you do. My my. To, to catch up anybody who may have missed it. My father did abandon me, uh, at a screening of cars too. Uh, and, uh, which is, as you know, my favorite film, I can't imagine why. Um, and he did get gunned down years later while trying to steal gold from Fort Knox. And, uh, <laughs> My mother was also arrested. Uh, she's out now. She got arrested for participating in, in the January six Capitol riots, uh, but she uh, she cried her eyes out on the witness stand, and so the court was lenient on her. She only got probation. So um, okay, good for her. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I, I do I what I what I do appreciate about the Fast and Furious movies, which I I think I mean I think we can all agree with. Is that in order to have the perfect family, you gotta put them in cars, comma two. My favorite <laughs> film, Cars Two, from Pixar. Is that, oh,
0: that, it all makes sense now. Is yeah, the family in Cars, and yeah, and 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 it being a sequel. But I mean, speaking it's,
4: of family, uh, just just a second. Uh, I, now I have not. I have. Uh, I've only. I, I went to an advanced screening recently of uh Space Jam a new legacy. <laughs> this is the big hot film that's coming out in July. As we all know,
3: it's what? Yeah. the
4: original Space Jam which I was not allowed to watch because again, uh, my mother does not approve of Bugs Bunny and his antics. Um so I was never able to...
0: <laughs> I I would have thought it would have had something to do with the uh with the with the girl Bugs Bunny was uh, was into there.
4: Well, it's interesting you bring that up. That temptress. Um now I I personally, you know, a lot of people have a lot of takes on this version of Lola Bunny that's in this new Space Jam film. I preferred it. Uh, I uh, I tend to not love my female cartoon rabbits to be sexualized on the silver screen. Um, however, my my cousin Mark did send me to this interview with a, uh, a message. Let me just uh, look that up here. Yes, um, he wrote this down for me to say that he does not like that they ruined dem sweet rabbit titties. <laughs>
0: uh, I can only imagine how you feel
4: about Jessica rabbit. Uh, well, yeah, um, oh. I, I, I'll tell you, I, I did watch who framed Roger rabbit at a formative age. And, um, uh, it, it taught me that, uh, women in sequin dresses are not to be trusted. Um and uh and uh and also anytime I see Christopher Lloyd I uh I automatically uh shit my pants <laughs>
0: He was terrifying in that movie. Oh my god!
4: It's very scary, very scary. Uh, I did not appreciate him. I also that also I was pro. I was pro Second Amendment for a long time. I was, you know, I was I was pro more guns, like not less gun control, because I assumed that all bullets worked how they did in Roger Rabbit, (laughs) which is they are. Individual cartoon characters who just kind of like
0: make a decision they, on. They their shoot own.
4: out of the gun and then just beat up people or, or whatever they did in that film and then they go away. I, di- I didn't realize that bullets actually killed people and that was very upsetting to hear that. Yeah, that
0: yeah, I can see that.
4: Do you watch any uh any HBO shows? Um, I watch the, uh, I, I will watch, uh, my, my, uh, at a young age, my mother, my mother always wanted to, to raise me with culture, but she also wanted to, to, uh, make sure that I didn't see anything that was too violent or suggestive. Um, so I would watch her cut down versions of, um, of, of HBO shows, which usually, uh, ran the, about the same length of, a, of an adult swim show. <laughs> So um, <laughs> you were watching an edited, she was like homemade editing the,
0: these uh, shows for you. Absolutely.
4: Uh, yes. I was shocked to figure out uh, as, as an adult, I was shocked. I was shocked to learn how violent the Sopranos really is.
0: <laughs> You're like, this guy I just goes that, out and gets his paper and uh, then the show's over.
4: Well, I just assumed that James Gandolfini, he would just go in there and he, and heavily breathe on people. And then they would just disappear because who wants to be around that? And <laughs> and and then i found out oh no he was he was murdering those people i did i had no clue i had no clue whatsoever none at all
0: (laughs) you got any uh any hot takes on westworld
4: oh well i mean that i that i have been allowed to watch because uh my mother says if they're robots it's fair game um (laughs) so it's it's very it's very interesting why because every because everybody's a robot on that show uh, I mean, well, half I of them, that right? show and I watched that show and I went to the hospital because I took a butcher knife and started carving through my own skin because I was worried that I was a robot. ooh and <laughs> yeah, wasn't it really wasn't good at all. at first they they kept me not only you know they treated my wound but they also kept me for psychological. You know study and treatment uh then i was i was told that i was free to go because i wasn't uh mentally ill i was as my as my doctor put it quote unquote just really fucking stupid so (laughs) yeah
0: i uh i'm i'm very curious to see how they go it's i i felt like it's falling off after the first season you know it's my feeling um you know, but uh, I mean, it's it doesn't seem like like it's as much up your alley as, you know, maybe like some some new Pixar shit Have...
4: or old Pixar shit. I mean, as you know, I mean, I, look, if, if you if you sat me in front of Westworld and it was just the credits of Westworld and they just played Cars 2, I would be like, that was the best episode of Westworld I've ever seen,
2: quite frankly. <laughs>
0: are you are you watching uh new pixar are you still stuck uh stuck on cars 2 like you just stop right there
4: i mean you know i i I try to watch new pixar there's the new the new film luca that's out that's about you know mer mer boys who come onto land and you know i'm watching it and i'm like this would be better if they were talking cars and I, i that's what i have felt with every pixar film that i have seen since cars 2 that yeah um, and every person i've met since i've seen cars too i mean <laughs> no offense mel but talking to you i'm like this podcast would be so much better if mel was just a talking car yeah what car would i be i mean that's the age old question isn't it we all ask ourselves that every morning every day i wake up and i just go what kind of car would i be why am i not a car why why am i not good enough for my dad um if you were a car mel i would think that you would be probably an old Toyota Corolla from about 2002. <laughs> okay. Uh if you got any you got any other uh,
0: any other new movies up your sleeve? Anything oh we gosh. anything well, I mean, you want to recommend other than Cars 2?
4: Other than Cars 2. I mean, oof. It's hard to recommend movies other than Cars 2. Obviously, again, um we have that new we have the new Black Widow solo film. Coming out a woman yeah. superhero who would have thought that would work but apparently it does yeah um, do you get
0: your song recorded yet that you sang last time
4: well that's not, uh, oh you remember that huh the great um yes as i haven't got it recorded just yet if in case anybody forgets uh it went something along the lines of whoa black widow solo film whoa black widow solo film um it was a banger. I have not, I have not gotten that pressed to vinyl just yet. Part of that reason is because I was thinking of a new version of it, um, which was based on a on, on a different song, which is "I saw a Marvel film and I want it painted black, <laughs> Widow."
0: Fantastic! You are, so, yeah. Uh, yeah you you ought to you ought to do a a little uh. uh Team up with huge, uh,
2: huge uh Ryan Francis's act here. We'll do a do a uh, a duet. We'll get a feature on there. We'll do it'll be all it'll it'll be all about Black Widow.
4: Oh my gosh, I would love that. I, you know, I'm a big, uh you know, I you know, I understand you're a rapper. I'm a, a hip hop culture is a big part of my kind of film history because I've I've been told many times that I was conceived while my parents were watching Juice starring <laughs> Tupac Shakur. Then later, I was circumcised, and, and the, the, the doctor performing my circumcision was watching CB4. And so I have kind of hip-hop culture ingrained in me, so I
2: would love to be a part of that. Well, I'm, I, I actually have to apologize. I didn't mean to say Black Widow. I, what I meant to say was Cars 2. Oof. Do a, I mean, a look, Cars I 2 could, song? I could... yeah. S- uh, to, and have, and it's, uh, y- the beat will just be horns from the sh- from the movie. It'll just be like, whenever they honk a horn, that'll be just the beat. We'll make a song out of the horns that are honked. There's got to be a plethora Ugh. of horns that are honked throughout the movie.
4: Ryan, this is music to my ears, because honestly, you know, I you do know, I, I want to drop a bombshell, but... i, I as much as hip hop is ingrained in me, I wouldn't say that I'm a I'm the best rapper on 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 most occasions. But me if either. you put the horns from car from Cars two behind me, I would have flow for days. I'm telling you that right now.
2: I actually see a Celine Dion in you. I hear it in the, your voice. I I, I feel like oh. there's a true, there's 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 true talent behind the voice in my ears right now.
4: Well, I I, I have actually I I did. Uh, attempt to write a Cars to parody of a Celine Dion song that went something like Cars, beep Owen Wilson's a voice and that's as far as I could get but um
0: <laughs> well I will have you know Ryan's a brilliant producer and uh you know he's got a, he's got all this music out you definitely could do uh could do worse than uh than producing with my dude here we'll do, we'll, we'll do something
4: nothing would please me more please produce the shit out of me daddy
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to have my uh my call screener janet put you guys uh together get to contacts once we get off the phone here okay
4: oh i love janet she's so quick <laughs> to get off the phone with me whenever i ask her if she wants to get a cup of coffee <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh geez. And I respect that. I respect that quite frankly. Oh, also, Mel, can I just real quick, uh, I just have a project I want to plug of you know, I have, a, I have a podcast that I'm doing of my own. Oh hell yeah. That is um yes, I'm I'm uh, you know, I don't know if you've heard Conan O'Brien recently uh uh left his his talk show. So I thought uh, this is the best time to to put out Conan O'Brien adjacent content. And so I am now putting out um a a podcast where week by week we recap every episode of my favorite show of all time, the short lived Fox sitcom quintuplets starring Andy Richter. And it's just a great time. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of insights about uh, the kind of the hidden themes in the show. And, uh, and I'm really looking forward to uh, getting it, getting that out there.
0: That's fantastic. I'm a hundred percent behind this project think everybody needs to go and listen to this podcast. Is it out right now?
4: Um, I, I, am I'm, I'm, I'm recording it as we speak. Currently, uh, well, not as we speak. I'm recording this podcast as we speak.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I will. Uh, I'll definitely like as soon as you have that thing up. We, we will, we will uh, go ahead and give you some shares there.
4: Oh, please share it share it like uh like like a like a child at kindergarten please
0: absolutely i'm not sure what that meant <laughs> <laughs> but uh we'll
4: just leave, yeah. we'll, just leave it, we'll just leave it alone <laughs> That you know what? Uh, wow, you sound. You know what? It's been a long time, but you d- you sound like my father. Uh, that's what. That's those are words that he used to say to me all the time. This I is sure That's the last words he said to me as he left me at that. <laughs> Leave it alone. Full screening of Cars Two.
0: Yeah. Well, I am. Uh, I'm sorry if that was a trigger for you. Um, it seems like I do that, <laughs> but.
4: I'll be honest, I'll be honest, Mel, almost every word in the English dictionary is a trigger for me. So you're, you're completely, I have a terrible life, but I love movies. So don't worry about it. Well, it is always, uh, it
0: is always so good to hear from you and to, to get the good word on the films that people should be seeing like Cars 2. So it, yeah, Absolutely. thanks for if
4: There's Again, if, if, if there's anything that people can take away from my appearance here, watch Cars 2. God damn it, Watch Cars 2. <laughs> and
2: we will, and we will. Ryan, you you going home and watching Cars 2 tonight? I'm actually already watching it on my phone right now. I'm sorry, I zoned out for a second. <laughs> my bad, but this movie's incredible. The opening credits are fantastic. I mean, Ryan, you you're making the
4: right call here. I mean, forget about this bullshit talking to some guy in Columbus, Ohio. Fuck that. I watch forgot Cars 2. It it's I, about talking cars. <laughs>
0: it's brilliant. it's brilliant and so are you cinemat we're a big lampshade media is a big fan of cinemat and 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 all the work you do to uh, help people see the movies they need to see and not watch this is 40
4: i mean i mean again number one Take away from my appearances. Watch Cars too. Number two, takeaway from my appearances. Don't watch. This is forty. What the fuck are you doing? I mean, look, I liked some of Joe Apatow's movies before that. Sure, we all did, but you don't need to watch. This is forty. Really, please. <laughs> I'm begging you. Don't watch. This is 40. all right. All right. All right. I
0: won't. I won't. I'm not gonna do it.
4: I'm not gonna do it.
0: And based on your recommendation, and this is why we. Yeah, and this is why we have you on. So. All right man well thank, thank you man. thank you so much for uh for answering the phone and, and and being available to us and and serving the people of Columbus in the world
4: That's what I'm here for Mel I'm here for that and watching cars too Goodbye
0: All right bye-bye. <laughs> bye 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 Oh cinemat serving the people
2: <laughs> that was hilarious.
0: Love Cinemat. Love it. Love it. Love him. And I, I can't wait to hear the song you guys produce. I think it's going to be brilliant.
2: He did. He did give Pee Wee's Big Adventure a five and a half. I didn't want to make my anger very present. It's a solid ten. Uh, so it's really unfortunate <laughs> that he had the VHS tape yeah. chucked across the room.
0: I could. I could tell you got tense. I could tell you got tense.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the veins popping in the neck. That dead yeah. giveaway.
0: Yeah, he's a very conservative upbringing. Cinemat. You, you you could tell
2: super good guy though, his voice his voice really did something to me.
0: <laughs> Made you feel a way. Made
2: me feel uh, a certain way exactly.
0: Yeah. So did any of that like when he like that really does it does hit me when he talks about uh, his conservative upbringing and what he wasn't allowed to see and all <laughs> that shit. Like we were talking earlier, we both had a, a fairly conservative upbringing, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I I mean I'm I come from a family where uh, my mom and dad decided to take us to uh, see Ace Ventura in the theater, and we walked out after the first ten minutes.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, if you were offended <laughs> by that shit, then you definitely would have.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I haven't figured out the point in which we walked out. I've tried, I've rewatched it numerous times at different spots, and I'm just like, <laughs> there's nothing that I've seen that was even like, I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. But Yeah, I'll I've never forget that day.
0: I I think my dad took me to see that at the cheap theaters and I th- I'm pretty sure my mom was horrified. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but,
0: yeah, I mean, conservative like evangelicals, like fundamentalists, fucking weird.
2: It's 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 a weird deal. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, I think it's a it's a very weird deal. Um I haven't been I haven't been involved in religion for a good chunk of time. I mean, I, I think that I've 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 stayed away from it from for about ten years. I feel comfortable. Yeah, it's been about ten years, but it's been a good solid five years where it's really been. I'm I'm able to talk about it a whole lot more now than yeah. I was when I first kind of started. Yeah, for sure.
0: I just turned forty, and I want to say it was around 33 34 when I was like breaking away. Yeah, it was uh, maybe maybe because it, it takes a while. Yeah. Like it's a whole process, you know? Yeah. I think I was like, you know, starting to question certain things, but not questioning the bigger things, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. but as each of those little dominoes fall, you know, it kind of just, you know, builds like a, like a snowball.
2: Oh, for sure. No, absolutely.
0: Yeah, this is a subject that's very dear to me because I feel like so much of my life is wrapped up in how I was raised with all of these uh, kind of fears of demons and, and these you know magical beliefs. And, 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 and all of this was all of the things that were being attributed to this are now, as I look back, easily discernible as, hey, that's depression. You know, or, you know, hey, that's just incorrect thinking about sexuality, you know, like that's not healthy thinking, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And it's just so clear when I'm looking back now was like, oh, you were do you ever feel
2: you feel that too? Like you look back, you, you make a bad decision. And that's a demon, you know, like, yeah. oh, you know, uh, the, yeah. that was Satan speaking to you. No one ever, no, I I, I made a poor decision. That was yeah. my decision, and I made the yeah. poor decision. Or
0: conversely, like, if something good happens, it's not you. <laughs> it's not you. <laughs> it's something else.
2: It's a higher power. Oh, God was working yeah. really well. He performed a miracle. Right. It's like, you know, you, you you see that all the time. I'm sure you saw it a lot when church mates, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe a, someone's in the hospital for cancer right yeah and you come to find out you know six months later uh it's in remission and everything's better yeah we don't we don't praise the doctors right <laughs> we don't yeah. talk about the science behind what just happened do and i they believe gotta
0: be salty about that
2: right 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 i mean you would you would you would think i mean it's great that everything turned out well but it, like the glory goes to the entity you know the the god the glory doesn't you know he worked god worked through the doctors you know yeah yeah. no man they got degrees and and shit they paid a shit ton of money to be smarter and do this for sure right like there's re there's literally reasons behind all of these
0: things one of the things that kills me is how they remove agency from you yes so you're the responsibility like you're evil you're a total piece of shit but you know, it's just, you know, you're just a sinner just like everyone else. We're all sinners, you know, but it, you're just a, you are a piece of shit, so don't think you're not. Yeah. But it's not there's nothing you can do about it anyway either though. No. You know, so you're a piece of shit, but there's nothing you can do about it, but the only thing you can do is this is the this one cure that I happen to hold that you can buy from me for a tithe. Yeah. You know. <laughs> the, so,
1: oh my,
2: oh the tithe. Oh, let's talk about the tithe. Yeah, man. I think that I, 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 the tithe, the tithe is like I, I, I truly believe there's good and bad things. We 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 know that. There are a lot of churches that do really good things in the community without holding anyone to a standard of having to be religious to do it. There are churches that do that. They they <sighs> do contribute to the homeless, and not, they do. All, not all of them are handing them Bibles and trying to preach. There a lot are, of them are though. A lot of them are. Yes. A lot of you can't go to a are.
0: homeless shelter unless you go see a sermon and shit like that.
2: There's there there definitely are those things, and there are there are organizations that are backed, you know, by religious entities that do not do that. Yeah. Um, the The two house in Franklinton is a place that I uh, I volunteer at a lot, and they're one of those entities. Um, fantastic organizations. Uh, same kind of thing, but they're not. You know, they're hey, if you want a Bible, they'll give you one. But they're not going. Yeah. They're not the ones to approach and for that. That's not how they work. And I really appreciate. Yeah. That. Um. But, yes, a lot of them do do that. Like, hey, you want this meal? How about this New Testament? Yeah. (laughs) Here, take this. Yeah, turn in a book
0: report on this shit, and I'll (laughs) give you a fucking meal. Get out of here. You want
2: to talk to me about it? Now, I,
0: about removing agency, though, like when I was in therapy, when I finally started going to therapy and like addressing what was depression, because up until that point, I had just always attributed that to an, a satanic attack, in which I would have to like pray against, and, and I would have to use a certain incantation and, and invoke the name of the of Jesus as a power, like as a some sort of a, and it literally like it, in hindsight. You know, I would in, I would invoke the name of Jesus, and that was supposed to give me the power of Jesus and to command that demon away. This is fucking witchcraft, yo. Yeah, there's not. I mean, it's there's no other way to like look at it if you're being reasonable. Like you are. These are incantations. This is totally witchcraft. Yeah. And but like, once I started actually, say, oh, that voice in my head is me.
2: That's my brain coming up with that shit, that horrible shit. Right, and it felt a lot better to say it was Satan. Right, right. This is some like, but it also felt like you're being attacked because it's like I'm under the spiritual attack. You pray and you pray and you pray, and nothing happens. Like, well, I
0: mean, you would get that little like placebo effect boost. Right, right. You would right, but you're it would insecure. never last.
2: Exactly right, right, because right. it, it would it would be constant. And you're you're talking about like the witchcraft and you know how it's weird being being separated from christianity is so weird when you look back in on it like we're talking about and like when we talked about the whole communion element it's like oh yeah you're drinking a you're drinking symbolically what is a guy's blood and munching on some flesh yeah and it's like Dude, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's to really, incur some sort of power from it. That's really creepy when yeah. you when you look back at it and you're like, yeah. children are eating the flesh and drinking the blood. Yeah, of a, a cannibal cult of an entity of a man who existed who was who was murdered on a. They, they wear torture devices on their around their necks. Like that's another weird thing. Like a cross yeah. was like that's like wearing a guillotine. Like wow. Why are we doing that? That's weird symbolism, man. Yeah. I, like, I'm not I, like I'm not a part of it anymore. I'm glad not to be.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, the harm done is uh, is. I mean, we could go on for probably right. hours right. and right. days about the harm done by some of these uh, mistaken beliefs and misattributed, misattributed uh, you know, ideas. You know, where they're saying this is caused by this, and it's like no, it's fucking not, and you know, and that's just it's uh, the. A couple of just off the dome, like the way that they treat sexuality is one of my biggest fucking grievances. Like, if you're born a gay uh, child in a, con- a conservative Christian home or a fundamentalist home, my heart breaks for you because there's a long, hard road. There's oh, just, yeah. There's just a long, hard road ahead of you, and that is a heartbreak, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but Even exactly. if you're fucking straight, they fuck you up sexually like they teach you that women are objects. They teach you that you are not your sexuality is uncontrollable and that you have to be afraid of it. You know, it's it, the stuff they're teaching is making people fucking worse. It's causing
2: harm. You know, do you, I mean, go ahead. I'm talking too much. Yeah. No, I like I, I, I agree. Like like you said. This is a topic that you and I both could probably talk about for a really long time because I mean, just yeah. a small amount of time we talked upstairs before we started recording, we we had very similar experiences with yeah. camps and you know all all these you know these these beliefs and different things and and yeah, it's there's. There's a there's a lot of stuff that you just really look back at and go, oh, yeah, that was like that was some stuff. And they make it when you're a kid. You, know, I look back at when I was a kid. It, it, it's fun, you know. Yeah. You rewatch some of the videos that you watch. There's a guy I listened to. Did you you remember you remember Carmen? Oh yeah. You were have you? He have recently you, died, right? He recently passed away. He passed away uh, like a a month or two ago. Yeah. Uh, but it was very recent. Um. Have you re-listened to any of his stuff, man? Not in a while. I do go back and listen to some, but I I, <laughs> I
0: once performed a choreographed version of "Satan Bite the Dust." Oh, yes. in youth group.
2: That's a, yeah. So right there, there's a there's there's a. Uh, a spoken word song, okay. There's a spoken word song that he has in on his album called "The Standard." Okay, "The Standard" is a picture of his face in front of the Christian flag. Okay, which we pledged. I remember to. that yeah. we would pledge to the Christian flag at yeah. camp and stuff. Yeah, the American y- flag's on by Christian. How weird is that? Right, that's pretty <laughs> weird. But anyway, one of the lines in this, uh, in this, in this song spoken word thing, because it's political. So Carmen. This the the standard was kind of like America is fucked. We need God, we need God in America again. That's literally what the song was called. Oh, God in America. It's called America again. And one of the lines, oh my God, it's so cringy. He's like, stop handing out condoms in school and start handing out the word of God. Like that was a line in this.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. And stop. Stop handing out condoms. And in the same <laughs> in the same spoken word song they talk about abortions, how <laughs> there's too many. And I'm like, "Wait a minute. You just said to stop handing out condoms and start handing out a, a a religious book in a public school." Yeah. And then and then you're talking about how abortion is bad. Right. Wait, there's so many mixed signals going on here. This is so confusing. And that's the that's the shit my parents would listen to and they'd be super pumped about. Yeah. I like I would be pumped about it because they were pumped about it and that was the right thing. And it's re- Carmen did a kids album called Yo Kids with a Z. I
0: yeah I recall. Yeah,
2: that was another really good one. All that stuff. It's it's a goldmine of just things that are really wacky, like yeah. really fucked up shit that that you listen to that got ingrained in your brain.
3: <sighs> it's
0: yeah, and and it is like when you're that young, you know. It's it's very easy to 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 get wrapped up in that, and I think in my case, I was also desperate for uh, uh, acceptance and and community, and uh, you know, and I and I still am, but I'm now learning how to you know how to how to do that,
2: right? You know what I mean?
0: There's healthy ways to deal with those feelings and those like you know all that kind of uh, need, right? But, but back then it was, and, and, and I've talked about this before, with like some people like out in the country, sometimes there's just, you know, your local racists that will accept you and, and, right. and we all need acceptance and we all need community, you know? Right. And then we just kind of join up with, and, and the, this, you know, small, you know, kind of radical church was the thing that, uh, they accepted me, you know, that I was, I was, you know, I was accepted there and loved there, you know, and, and right. that was enough and right. I was on board. I was a hundred fucking percent on board. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. Yeah but well yes. man i i feel like yeah i feel like we could we literally could talk about this for three days right but but you've got shit to do so i, I <laughs> i'm a I'm, yeah we we should probably wrap up but man it has been absolutely fucking fantastic having you on lampshade media presents the anti-comedy comedy podcast um I have enjoyed it so much. Thank you so much. Dude, hey,
2: no. Thank you for having me, man. This was a blast. And hey, if there's ever an off if there's ever an off show and you want to do like a religion specific thing, man, I would love to have a <laughs> round table with some like minded fools and, and, and do a deep dive and have some discussions on this stuff. Cause yeah. we could. We could have this yeah. we could have a much longer conversation. It's it, it's fascinating to me. It's Absolutely. fascinating. I really still have a problem with the title of your show, Mel. I, I really appreciate you having me out here, but I just was really thinking, was truly inspired by a conversation. I think that you need to call it Mel's Big House in honor of Audio Adrenaline's big hit. <laughs> big House. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh,
0: I, that, that, that. I also performed a choreographed version of that song in youth group
2: was a way where we could play football did you yeah get yeah that and there guy? was like
0: uh, there was different people miming the uh, <laughs> the different things that were being discussed in the song and it was a huge like stage production you know uh, this is uh, yeah this was what we did for fun. <laughs> <laughs> we took christian songs house. and we choreographed them into little plays so yes i i'm uh i'm on board i mean i do i i think people might not understand the anti-comedy comedy thing it's a little uh little highbrow comedy uh but this everyone will understand mel's big house because <laughs> the audio adrenaline made that very fucking clear that song was a hit
2: it's my father's house you're gonna Hey, when you die and go to heaven, you're going to yeah. play football with Jesus. <laughs> they yeah. made it really cool. But we can play football. football. A big, big house. It's, it's my, my father's, father's house. <laughs> 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 that
0: song is like permanently pressed in my fucking brain, man.
2: We listened to that shit so much. It was so cool. You had that audio cassette, too. Like, <laughs>
0: all right well all right man i'm gonna hit you up we're gonna start planning this uh this uh religion talk
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's i am i am fully serious about that that'll be a that'll be an excellent that would be all an right, excellent yeah. day
0: all right, well, thanks again for coming on, man. I love you. You're fucking great. <laughs> you too, and, man. And uh, everybody check out his shit. Go look up Huge Huge on the uh, on the Spotify's and the social medias and whatnot, and uh,
2: check out the, uh, the fucking Christmas show. You got the telethon coming up. Got the telethon coming up. Uh, it's going to be December 11th through 12th. It'll be all online, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be wild. Lots of announcements coming out in the next few months, so yeah. it'll be crazy. pay
0: attention to the socials. All
2: right, see you, man. Hey, thanks, Mel. This program is produced by Lampshade Media. Hosted by Mel Milliman. Music by Tyson Shipman. Graphic design by Griffin Browning. Social media by Sam Welch. Voiceover by Ryan Branch. And a special thank you to our sponsors, Paddy Wagon Food and The Garden.